And so I think it would be fitting if you would turn with me uh, to the 100th Psalm. And I think that would fit the service this morning uh, that uh, I can't think of anything else. Uh, This is the only psalm that has this inscription here, a psalm of praise. It is the only one. There are many psalms of praise, right? And uh, so we know that. But uh, this psalm here has this special inscription above it that you see in your Bible, a psalm of praise. And so uh, I can't think of much else that would be good for us to be doing with our lips and our time, but praising the Lord. He is worthy to be praised. And uh, we spend a lot of time doing a lot of things, uh, and you wonder, well, he's going to start off in this first verse, and you'll just have to forgive me. I just didn't have time to really alliterate this, but I just want to go through these uh, words here and kind of just see where the Lord would have us to be. But I, I wanted to concentrate necessarily uh, primarily, rather, uh, on make a joyful noise. Um, if you think about that uh, command that the Lord is telling us uh, to make a joyful noise, and that is uh, something, and you say, well, what is a joyful noise? Uh, well, you hear it, you'll hear it, uh, uh, you, can, you can hear it. it it's, it's not exactly this, but I can tell you that uh, practically uh, you hear it one time a year when, when UT scores a touchdown. Uh, you'll hear it once or twice a year, maybe, depending on, uh, and you'll hear it. <laughs> Come on now, laugh at that. Uh, maybe twice a year if we get lucky. Uh, but uh, you'll hear it if you are anywhere within reach of that stadium, you're going to hear, woo, hallelujah. You're going to hear shouting. You're going to hear rejoicing. You're going to hear, that's a joyful noise. And you think, what in the world are those people so excited about? Uh, And so this is a command for us uh, that the Bible, this is, I believe, uh, you say, well, this is Old Testament. Uh, Well, I can't think of any people that have uh, more reason to rejoice. Uh, Those that have received the promise are those that we're looking forward to. You and I have received uh, all that the Lord has to give the human soul and the person of the Spirit of God. He could not give you any better than himself. God's greatest gift to mankind is to give himself. And we have received of the Lord uh, and uh, all of those great promises. And here he's telling in the Old Testament, he's telling them to make a joyful noise. And uh, so I just want to look at a couple of things here. Uh, I read back through some commentaries to see if I could try and discuss prove this statement and try to make it say something else Uh, because practically uh, I speak English. I don't speak Greek, so I'm not going to be able to help you with the Hebrew or the Greek today, but I can help you a little bit with English. And I know what a noise is. You say, well, that sounds silly. You're being silly. No, I'm I'm being serious. Uh, A noise. Everybody knows what a noise is. And so people say, well, I'm not the kind of person uh, that makes any noises. Well, I doubt that that's true, number one. Uh, But number two, uh, your personality doesn't get to exclude you from the first part of this verse. Uh, For me and you to make a joyful noise. This is a, this is something that should, this is, uh, you can't uh, make a silent noise. 
Is that practical enough? I mean, you can't, that's impossible to do. You had to make a noise. You have to, uh, you, you have to uh, uh, open your mouth and you have to, uh, I'm talking about what this is talking about here. I'm not talking about, you know, a joyful noise. I'm talking about making a joyful noise, what I believe this verse is saying, and uh, many others that I tried to read out because I thought about, is it talking about singing? Is this, is this talking about singing? Is this saying uh, that we should come into the Lord's house and come to rejoice and to praise him by singing? I don't believe that's what this is saying. I believe it does exhort us to do that. Look at the rest of the verse here. Just read the first verse with me. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. So I, I believe this is something that's different from singing. This is not singing. Making a joyful noise unto the Lord, I don't believe, from the best of my studies, is, and we'll move on, uh, but it, I don't believe this is a singing. I believe, I believe this is a shout. I, I believe this, I believe I agree 100% uh, with Spurgeon. I believe this is a shout. This is a rejoice. This is a, a joyful noise. I, you say, well, what could be a joyful noise? Well, it, it doesn't have to, it doesn't tell you what the volume of it is. Now, I've got a big, loud, obnoxious voice. Okay? You can laugh at that. That's okay. Tyler's afraid to shake his head. He's scared to death to agree with that or not. Uh, but uh, some people have a soft-spoken voice. This noise is not, doesn't give uh, what uh, the uh, volume of the... So uh, some people, if they make a joyful noise, you could hear it from in Kingston. Right? If I get excited, you'll hear me pretty, pretty good. You won't have no problem. You got to turn the mic down. I've got that kind of voice. Some people don't. But the Lord wants us when we come into the house of God to worship Him, we ought to make a joyful noise. Amen. We ought to be, well, what's my joyful noise? You're, my, you're joyful. I heard some of these ladies' joyful noise. I heard them stand up and say, I want to thank the Lord. And if you don't listen real good, you may, you may not hear them. But they had a joy in their heart. I, just, I want to thank the Lord. Amen. That's a joyful noise to me. That's a, that's a joy. So I, it's not saying, well, you're telling me, brother, the Bible's telling me that I have to scream and shout like you do. Absolutely not. That's not what I'm saying. I am saying that the Bible says to make a joyful noise. And so if we're going to praise the Lord, which he is worthy to be praised, we ought to make a joyful noise with our mouth. We ought to say something vocally to let people and others be able to hear us make a noise that's joyful. Because if there's anybody that's breathing God's air this morning that has a right to be joyful, it's you and me sitting in here in this church. We don't deserve to be here. We are unholy people. We are, we are he's going to go on and deal with the gates and talk about the gates of the, and, and, and the gates have been swung wide open for whosoever will to come. I don't care who you are, if you're a woman or a man, black or white, Jew or Gentile, the gates are open to come into the presence of the Lord. And so we should be thankful. We should be rejoicing. We should make a joyful noise for what God's done for you. We shouldn't be silent about what we've got from God. We ought to let, let all the redeemed of the Lord say so. We ought to 
say something. We have sat too long idly by while the world stomps all over us and the devil beats us to death. Instead of taking and laying hold of what we have, we have the right, to not only the right, but we have the command from our Lord to be joyful, to serve him with gladness, and to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. And if we would get our heads and faces out of Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and wasting our life on social media and wasting our life on the internet and watching YouTube videos, we might realize how good we've got it and get back to shouting and praising God. You know what took our shout away from us? We We allowed our lives to be invaded by social media and telephones and cell phones and internet and YouTube and and it has distracted us and robbed us of the privilege that we have to rejoice in the Lord. And we ought to be doing more of that, didn't we? Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Say, well, the noises you make aren't too joyful. Well, they're joyful to me. Right? Don't you worry about what anybody else thinks about the noise that you make. As long as it's a joyful noise that's coming from a heart that's just thankful and overflowing from the goodness of the Lord, then you just go on, get, get, get on with it. Don't bother me one bit. I can't stand it. I made a mistake one time, Brother Jones. Some, some preacher told me something after I got saved, and it was good advice. He said, you need to listen to yourself preach. Oh, my you want to get discouraged real quick. It's discouraging. You think, oh my goodness, how in the world is there anybody left in that building after that? Who would come back for that? <laughs> God put love in people's hearts and they just love you. <laughs> Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. I am tired of being beat down and, and feeling like we're defeated. We're not defeated this morning. So I don't feel worthy to worship. I don't feel worthy to shout. I don't feel worthy to... That's exactly what the devil wants you to think. If he can get you to think that you don't deserve to do this, he didn't say make a joyful noise unto the Lord because he's going to go on to tell us here's why. Because he made us and not we ourselves. He's worthy to be praised. You know why the charismatic churches are filling up? Because they have a seeming, seeming now view from the outside that there's joy in there. There's life in there. There's people that are excited to be there. They, they, they see emotion and they attach that with the truth. That's not always the case. But you can't take the emotion and the joyful and the shouting and the praising of the Lord. You can't take that out of it as though it's somehow uh, we're not uh, obligated to it because somebody else misused it. I'm not going to shy away from things like the Holy Ghost because another denomination uh, destroyed the meaning of it. I'm not going to shy away from God's sovereignty because another group of people made it say something that it wasn't. I'm not going to shy away from the truth. And the truth is you and me have been highly blessed of God and we've got a lot to be praising him for. We've got a whole lot we ought to be shouting about. We've got a lot to be praising for. And it's, a, it's embarrassing to me uh, to know that we've got people that would be more excited at a UT football game than they would Jesus saving the soul of a person and redeeming him from the curse of the law and bleeding and dying. This holy God of heaven would humble himself and become in the likeness of sinful flesh for you. And it's something that you can't be excited about. There's something wrong with us. What's happened to us? 
We used to be so excited about the Lord. We used to, we used to shout and we used to praise the Lord in our churches and people would come and they would wonder, what are those people so excited about? They would be people wondering and, and they'd be in the services thinking, what? and now they see us and we're defeated and we're down and we're negative and we have, we're not thankful nearly enough and we don't certainly are not going to shout because we don't have anything to shout about. We just have eternal life. Nothing like Brother Brian said, don't get excited about it. Nothing to get too excited about. God took a man that was fit for nothing but hell and made him fit for heaven. Took a man that was doomed to eternal fire and damnation and gave him eternal life and bliss and joy in heaven for all eternity. Don't get excited about it. Don't, don't, don't make a joyful noise. Don't, somebody might think you actually mean what you're saying. You know, he's one of those fanatics. He, he likes, he gets excited about it. <laughs> you know what, brother? We better wake up. We better be excited about what we got, brother. Brother Mark, we got a lot to be excited about. We got a lot to amen. The Bible even amens itself after some of these verses. To him be glory in the church forever is what the Bible said. If Jesus is going to get praised, if he's going to get worship, if somebody's going to make a joyful noise under the Lord, it ought to be right here. It ought to be in this church because we've got a lot to be thankful for and a lot to praise him for. Make a joyful noise under the Lord. Amen. It's biblical. I, I, I have never, uh, can we just look just a little, uh, uh, at, look, turn to the book of Luke and we'll come back to here. I want to get excited again. Don't you, do you remember when you used to be excited about the Lord and, and man, you could just do, I, you get to what to old Ed Blue used to say, the can't help it. And you just sit there and the Lord is just flooding your heart with goodness. Now, it can't all be built on this. There's a whole lot of commands in here in the Bible. And you can't shout all the time. At some point, you got to get. Uh, but there is a, a, an obvious command here uh, for people to shout and to make a joyful noise. There's nothing uh, wrong with that. There's, uh, in fact, that is godly if it's done with the right heart. God's for it. He's commanded it. And we ought to be praising him and thanking him and making joyful noises. This is... Again, I want to stress, I do not believe making a joyful noise is talking about singing. I, 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 I don't, because it, it comes on, and I'll give you many reasons for that. But let me turn with you in Luke. Because I want to look at the book of Luke real quick. We all know these verses very well, but sometimes I'm guilty of just uh, quoting them and not turning to them. I think it's good if we see... Uh, Look with me again in Luke chapter number 19. <clears throat> Look at starting in verse number 29. And it came to pass when he was come nigh to Bethpage and Bethany at the mount called the Mount of Olives. He sent two of his disciples saying, go ye into the village over against you and the which at your entering ye shall find a colt tied. Whereon yet never man set, loose him and bring him hither. And if any man ask you, why do you loose him? Thus shall ye say unto him, because the Lord hath need of him. Wonder, wonder if we'd be able to do that. Can you, you know, in this day, now I'm going to kill it. I'm going to go from shouting to tithing. Now how'd you get there? I don't have a clue. 
Maybe some of that medicine I took from when I was sick earlier. But that's the way it ought to be. The Lord, I'm not fighting the Lord. If the Lord needs it, He can have it. If the Lord wants to use it, take it. If you can use it to spread out the gospel, you can have it. I can't take it where I'm going anyway. Did you know that? It ain't going with you. I'd rather do something with it. I'd rather put it to good use. Wouldn't you? He's a missionary going to this field. He's going to need support. I'd just soon him have it. All I'd do is probably buy a Snickers bar with it anyway. Probably save me some weight if I just got rid of some of it. Just 10%. God's going to give you 90 back. Let you keep 90. Actually, he's going to give you 100 and let you keep 90 and just ask for 10 back. That's a pretty good deal, isn't it, Brother John? Amen. Except for Josh Poland, he's got to do 15. <laughs> he smarted off this morning, so I taxed him 5%. Everybody else is just 10, okay? No, I'm kidding. That's not the message, but we ought to be ready to give, shouldn't we? Be ready to give uh, beyond ourselves uh, for what the Lord's done. But he said to, to go, and if any man ask, just tell him the Lord needs him. Hey, couldn't I, I don't know why I stopped. Let me just say this, and I'll move on real quick. But what if, what if all the Lord had to do is just tell you, I need you to give this? Just give it. Just tug of the heart and say, that man, you ever been in a service like that, Brother Jones, just, and God just told you, and you, maybe you didn't really want to give it all, the, you didn't have it all to give, but you think, Lord, I, but the Lord tugged on your heart and said, I want you to give it, and you just give it. Many of you have done things. We ought to be continuing to do that kind of thing. That where we're obedient and sensitive enough, when the Lord says that he wants us to give something, if the Lord needs it, no questions asked. Right? This man just said, look, all you got to tell this guy, you don't have to go into a big story. You don't have to justify it. You don't have to have three or four witnesses. You don't have to call his friend. You don't have to go back here. All you got to do is just tell this man that I said that I needed it, and he'll give it up, no problem. That'd be a good testimony to have, wouldn't it? Most of us are fighting. Now, I'm not doing that before tax stuff. We're too busy fighting about it. Thank <laughs> God, aren't we? Now, we went from shouting. Now, don't lose your shout. We ought to shout on tithing. Amen. What a shout on giving to the Lord's work. Shouldn't take the shout out of us, should it? It's a blessing to give. Uh, and uh, verse number 32, And they that were sent their way and found even as he had sent unto them. And as they were loosing the colt, the owners thereof said unto them, Why loose ye the colt? And they said, The Lord hath need of him. And they argued back and forth, no, and they brought him to Jesus. And they cast their garments upon the colt, and they set Jesus thereon. Now look at verse 36. And as he went, they spread their clothes in the way. And when he was come nigh, even now at the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice. There was only one crowd trying to stop somebody from praising God. And that wasn't a good group. But here in a minute, there's going to be a pharisaical bunch that's going to say, hey, tell your disciples to be quiet. I don't know what they're so excited about. And they're all dignified. Now, I don't know why they did that. I really don't. I don't know why they did that. 
It doesn't say why they wanted the disciples to stop. Read on with me. But look at what they did in verse number 40. Uh, let's see. Uh, verse number 37. He, when he was come nigh, uh, the multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and to praise God with a loud voice. Because they were such good people and everybody was blessed by their presence. No. Uh, they were crying with a loud voice and rejoicing and praising God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen. They were praising him because he deserved to be praised. And they were doing that with a loud voice. And uh, the Lord never rebuked them and never said, well, that is disorderly. Or he didn't say you're being out of line. Or he didn't say that. And you all understand what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about uh, there's some things we all know that grieves and quenches. Uh, but I'm talking about there was a time uh, that uh, there was a whole multitude of people that got so filled with being thankful. And for all that God had done and Jesus' mighty wonderful works that they decided to lift their voices up and to praise and to rejoice in the goodness of the Lord. You know why we don't shout much anymore? We're not that excited about Jesus as we used to be. That's what happens. We've gotten, we've gotten distracted with other things that are more exciting. We can, we can, uh, we can come to church and, 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 and sit on Facebook during preaching and we can, we can, we can, uh, most people are looking for a reason not to come anymore. Really, that's what's wrong with us. We, we, we've got problems. We ought to be, uh, see what happens is the devil wants us uh, to get in such a position where we're, where we stop praising the Lord. We, we should never stop praising the Lord. I don't care what you've done. I don't care how unworthy you think you are. Well, you're not praising him because you're a great person. You need to praise him and lift your voices up to rejoice in God because of everything that he's done. God's got your family together. God God kept your homes from falling apart. God kept your life from being damned. God's done more for us than we can even think to remember in a day his benefits that he loads us with every day. And we've got a lot to be thankful and rejoicing and shouting about. We need our shout back in our churches. Most churches I go to anymore, there is dead and dry and just, I'm telling you folks, we need our shout back. We used to shout and pray. Now, I, listen, I understand. I don't want uh, the situation where you've got a bunch of emotion and it's all out of whack. I'm not talking about that. But I'm talking about just in its proper right order just to worship and praise and to shout and to worship the Lord. That's, we need to get that back. And we can get it back. What happened to some of us? We used to shout and praise the Lord. What happened to you? Amen. Well, I got beat down. I got this. Did God change? Did the Lord stop being good? Did he stop blessing you? Well, so-and-so hurt my feelings. Well, I know so-and-so did. We, you know, there's all kinds of reasons we could all have for not rejoicing and shouting and praising the Lord. If I reflected on myself and thought about how unworthy I am, I'd never praise the Lord. Would you? We're unworthy people. But the Lord said, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. And I want to I obey that. I want to make a joyful noise to the Lord. 
I want to rejoice. I want to praise him. I want to thank him. I want to, I want to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. So here's, here's what he said. They, they, here, they're already doing that. They're making a joyful noise. They're rejoicing. They are praising God with a loud voice. And here's what Jesus said. Look at verse number 39. Uh, see, 38 saying, here's what they're saying. Blessed be the king that cometh in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Hallelujah. I like shouting that's about the Lord. I hear We hear a lot of stuff in this modern day and this uh, world that we live. A lot of songs are man-centered and it's all about men and people. And uh, But I like some rejoicing that's all about Jesus. Don't you? You start lifting him up and praising Jesus. And I'm telling you, people will be interested in what's going on. They said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw, I'll draw all men unto myself. And here's a whole group of disciples that saw the Lord Jesus coming and they start they couldn't contain them themselves any longer and they just lifted their voices up and said hallelujah glory to God be in the highest and they started praising and worshiping and look at what happens in the next verses and verse number 39 some of the Pharisees from among the multitude said master rebuke thy disciples now here's what Jesus says it was done in the right spirit it was right they didn't do this all the time there was a time in the garden that went hours praying. There wasn't no shouting and screaming. In fact, we're going to come on down through here. He's going to be weeping himself, the Lord. But it's almost like we've taken the rejoicing out of it as though it has no place. It does have its proper place in church. Rejoicing and praising and shouting does have a place in the worship of God. It ought, I think it ought to be done more. And so you understand what I'm saying. But in here's the next verses. Here's what they tried to do. They tried to say, no, rebuke them. Don't let them do that. Now, again, I'm not going to read into the text because I have no idea why they didn't want them to do it. I'm not going to say because they didn't like shouting or they didn't because I don't know why they didn't want it to happen. So you can try to figure that out for yourself. But they did try to stop it. And here's what the Lord said. The Lord said in verse number 40, and he answered and said unto them, I tell you that if these should hold their peace, the peace, the stones would immediately cry out. <laughs> so if I quit screaming, <laughs> the, the rocks are going to start crying out. So I, you better just put up with me. I don't know what I'd do if I seen a rock start crying out. <laughs> I'd run what I'd do probably. Better just put up with me. <laughs> He said, no, if I, you know, I'm not going to stop these from their, uh, their, their voluntary worship. They, 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 they want to the worship. They, they beheld my glory. They've seen the, uh, the, the day spring from on high has visited them. These people are rejoicing. They're, they're making a loud noise. They're, 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 everybody can hear what they're doing. And they're shouting and they're rejoicing and they're praising God for who he is. And he said, no, I'm not going to stop them uh, because what they're doing is perfectly fit for what is going on right now. Them crying out and shouting and worshiping me is absolutely perfectly in line with what needs to happen. And in fact, if they stop doing it, I'm going to let creation cry out and praise me for what I am. It's amazing to me. I'm not going to let, I heard one man say this. I don't know who it was, Brother Ben. But he said, I'm not going to let the rocks do my shouting. I'd say amen to that. God's been good to us. 
God has been good to us, folks. We ought to be, we ought to cry out and praise Him with a loud voice. I'm not going to let the rocks do it for me, Loretta. I'm going to try to do all my own shouting. We ought to be praising the Lord, rejoicing. It's a, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing to be doing. And I appreciate the spirit that's in here this morning. There's already a, a spirit of, of thankfulness and rejoicing in here. And I, I, say, I say, don't hold it back. Let her rip. That's what I say, because I'm going to tell you something. I've been about as down as you are, and I've about lost my shout about as much as you have. I mean, it's hard not to get affected when you see things that, that go on. You see the hypocrisies, and, and you see the way people treat each other, and you go on, and you start to lose confidence in. And if you're not careful before long, you're losing a whole lot, and you're not even sure what you believe anymore. And that's not God's fault. That's your fault. God's not changed any, any way whatsoever. And because what somebody else does with the truth. It doesn't mean we shouldn't rejoice. They're not reflective of who God is. Right? So we ought to be rejoicing. So he says, I'm not going to stop them. And in fact, if anybody else stops them, I'm just going to let creation cry out. That's a, boy, that's a wonderful verse right there. We ought to be praising the Lord, shouldn't we? I want to come, when I come in ready, I don't come in planning, you know, I know there's people that I'm sure that are out there that like to get attention and like to, I'm sure that stuff exists. I don't know anybody's heart, but I, I'm sure it's out there. But I, you know, I want to come ready. I don't, I don't come planning ready to shout, but I, I do come ready. It's that, Lord, if you, if you want me to, I will. Lord, if you want me to praise you, I'll do it. I'm not going to let circumstance dictate that. If Lord, if you tell me to do it, I want to be ready. I want to be sensitive in the church service. I want to say, if God moves on me and God says, he shouldn't have to come by us and say, I want you to praise me. And I say, well, Lord, my family knows how I went off on everybody yesterday. And that's what we do. And if he can get you to do it, you won't shout. Instead of just turning loose of that coal and letting them have it because the Lord demanded, you won't be able to do it because you'll destroy yourself and not let yourself worship and praise. Lord, I, I, want, you to pr- I want you to praise me, Hunter. Well, I can't because people know this and people know that. I, I understand that feeling. And so we ought to live in such a manner where we, we are totally ready when the Lord wants us to rejoice. We're ready to rejoice. If people are weeping, I want to weep with them. But when it's time to rejoice, I want to rejoice, brother. I want to shout and praise all the way to heaven. The Lord has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Isn't that? If we knew how bound we were, how helpless and hopeless that we were to overcome the law of the carnal commandment, that law that was against us, him nailing that to the tree. If we could really grasp all that Christ did for us when he came and fulfilled the law and, and redeemed us to God, if we could truly grasp all that was accomplished in salvation and the work of Christ, we'd praise him a whole lot more than we do. There was no chance whatsoever for a person in here to ever get to God apart from Jesus. Not a person in here. There's not a person that's ever lived that by their own righteousness could they enter in. Sacrifices were made in their behalf. Boy, we'd be a lot more praising, I think, if we'd get back to 
remembering what the Lord's done for us. I don't care how far you've gone down. I don't care what you've done. If you're saved this morning, there's a God in heaven that's loved you and forgiven you. And you know what he wants you to do is stop wallowing around in self-pity and just repent and move on and start praising him again like you used to. So well, I think there ought to be a certain amount of time before I praise him. I, I'm going to wait six months and then to be praised. <laughs> what I do is just get on an altar and I just say, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Hey, you know what one man said on the cross? He didn't say, well, Lord, I've been so bad. I think these guys know I've been a thief and they know all that I've done. I think I'll just, I'll just wait just a little bit and, then, and maybe in a few months I'm going to. No, today shalt thou be with me. He just said, Lord, remember me. when they, And the Lord, today, now, you're entered in now. <laughs> today shalt thou be with me in paradise. You know, what the Lord, you know how long it takes the Lord to forgive you, Cody, for what you've done? We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. When you bow your head, the blood of Jesus Christ is a cleanseth us. You don't have to wait six months. Just, if he's forgiven you, I just get to shouting. Time's coming to an end. Jesus is coming. The time's short. The days are evil. And I'd just repent. I'd get right. And I'd start shouting again before you die miserable. I am not going to let the enemy drag me down miserable at the end of my way. I want to finish strong. I want to go all the way strong to the end, rejoicing and praising God all the way through. So he, we didn't get much into this, but... Look at verse 40, and he answered and said, the stones would immediately cry out. And when he was come near, he beheld the city, and he wept over it. Boy, I tell you, I got to thinking about this, and oh my, I had no idea how long I've preached. I got to thinking about this verse. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close with this. Verse 41. So he was traveling along in verse number 41. He comes near and he beholds Jerusalem. He beholds the city and he begins to weep over it. Look at what the Lord said here. Saying, if thou hadst known, even thou, at least in this thy day, the things which belong unto thy peace, but now are they hid from thine eyes. For the day shall come, and he goes on prophesy, maybe with Titus, I'm not sure of the fulfillment there, but and shall lay thee even to the ground and thy children. Look at what he says in verse 44, because thou knewest not the time of thy visitation. Boy, that is a, so he just comes down, he's moving along, he's coming through. There's groups praising him, shouting, rejoicing. I mean, there is just such as you, I mean, the whole, all the disciples are doing it. And they're praising, they're worshiping him. And, and, and he says that, the stones would cry out. And then he, as he approaches Jerusalem and he gets closer, he looks over the city and he begins to weep. Because if he, he said, if you only knew the things that belong to thy peace. Can I tell you this morning, we're going home, but can I, can I tell you this morning? You know what I think he's saying there? If you really had a good idea of who I was, you'd be doing what these disciples are doing. But instead, you're just, and he's going to deal with that, them cleaning out the temple. And he just looks over them and weeps 
because he looks at people in their condition and they really have no adoration, no awe, no praise, no worship for the Lord Jesus, for who he is. He said, if you really knew all the things, listen, all the things that pertain to your peace, the Lord Jesus has provided in himself. The Lord's done all that for you. And if we really would lay hold of who he is, not merely his work, who Christ is in his person, we'd be doing a whole lot more of what the disciples are doing and a lot less of what that town was doing. You know what they were doing? They were indifferent. He was just another man riding in on didn't bother them at all. They had no idea that he was in the beginning with God and that he was God. They really didn't care enough to stand long enough to really probably even think about it. It's indicative of our last days, Brother Mark. I was thinking they'll be marrying and giving in marriage right to the back. What they're doing is just going along with their life, doing what they've always done. Jesus makes no impact. And they're just doing, they're just living life. And so can I say if all the things that Christ has done to accomplish your peace with God and the peace of God in your life, we ought to be praising him more like those disciples did. Do some more rejoicing, do some more shouting. When I first got saved, I wish you'd seen, I never, I never in my life ever seen somebody shout. I didn't even know how to shout. But my heart, I just couldn't, I just wanted to praise the Lord. And I remember the first time I ever stood up and put my hand up. It was a blessed time because the Lord meant so much to me. I, I just get back to that. Worship and praise. And let's remember the day uh, that the Lord, all that he's done for. And let's praise him a whole lot more for what he's done. He deserves it. He deserves it. Nothing much deep. I just thought kind of like Josh started things off this morning and that being happy, serving the Lord with gladness. He'll go on in that psalm to deal with that. And we ought to, Brother Josh. I appreciate that this morning. That's, that's exactly right. We ought, to, we ought to be happy people and serve the Lord with gladness. And if you're not, I deal with it. Get it dealt with. Just deal with it. Just get down and let the Lord help you. We've all been there. Lord, we love you. Thank you so much. Forgive us, Lord. We have not nearly rejoiced in our life nearly as much as you deserve for us to. And so I just pray that you take this little message and be a help to your people. Help us today to reflect on all that you've accomplished for us and just fill our hearts and the hearts of our people and our visitors here today. Just fill our hearts with the knowledge of God. Your presence be so realized by us. You're always there. We just fail many times to recognize it. And so help us to be thankful. Help us to keep in memory of all the things you did to accomplish our peace. We love you. Help, uh, Lord, anybody here that may be unsaved, I pray especially for them. May they come to know what true joy and happiness and life really is by being saved and born again. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. You can stand up if you'd like. Stand to your feet. Let Brother Reed, if you need to come, you come, Brother Reed.